Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Oh my God, we just came out of Thrive 2022 and it was so amazing. My cup is so full with inspiration and especially gratitude for everyone who made this event possible. Two full days, an amazing lineup of speakers and Amazing connections happened over those two days. If you missed it, today I want to bring you one of the sessions, part of the Thrive Conference. This is one that I personally hosted, talking about the 12 steps on my reinvention journey. I talk about why you might want to reinvent, why it's important to be intentional about how we evolve and transform and reinvent ourselves. And again, the 12 steps to go on a reinvention journey. And I personally believe that there is no roadmap for reinvention. We all walk our own journey. And my hopes with today's episode and with the session that I hosted at Thrive is just to inspire you to take on this journey for yourself. So here is the replay of our Thrive session on the 12 steps for reinvention. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. I've been going through my own reinvention journey this year. 2022 is my year of reinvention. That's how I defined this year. And I want to share with you what have I done this year around my reinvention. I've been very intentional about it. And in the way, in the journey, I've learned so much. A lot of what I learned is from All the people that you've been listening from yesterday and today, these have been my mentors, my role models, people that have inspired me and motivated me in so many ways. And I want to share with you how I put all the things that I've learned along the way in a pause period. And what you're going to see today is my own interpretation and what I've taken a little bit from here, a little bit from there to make my own recipe for reinvention. And as I said yesterday, this is just the beginning of the journey, right? Reinvention is not at all a race where you reach a destination and you cross a finish line, but rather it's a lifelong journey. Um, Life continues to change and life continues to evolve and we continue to adapt to it and we continue to change and we continue to reinvent ourselves over and over again. And a lot of times our reinvention is intentional, hopefully most of the times, but sometimes it's unintentional. 
just think about it. Think about five years ago. That version of you five years ago probably looks very different than the version of you today. Whether you got from there to here, being very intentional on who you wanted to become and how you want to show up today, or it just happened. The, the fact is that it happens, right? You change, we all change, we all evolve. And I am a firm believer on intentionality. And whenever we can be intentional about something, I always like to be intentional. So to give you a little bit of context of this reinvention journey of mine, um, I was at the end of last year, last year I had a milestone birthday and I did a lot of reflection as a result of that. I don't know why we pick milestone birthdays to do this massive reflections um, when you can do it at any time, right? You don't need to wait for a birthday or a milestone birthday to do it. But it happened to me that it was a milestone birthday for me last year. And I spent a lot of time reflecting. And I came to the conclusion that while I could say that I've been very successful in many areas of my life, um, probably in the eyes of a lot of people, there was something missing. And I think we heard that from Andy earlier today. Um, we heard it with different words from KK yesterday and for many of our speakers, right? We're constantly, when you're constantly reflecting and self-reflection is such a wonderful tool, you continue to find things about yourself and discover parts of you. And you become more in tune with yourself and your feelings and and who you are. And as a result, you, you just evolve and, and reinvent yourself. So I wanna start by talking about why reinvent ourselves, right? Because I think um, we can talk about reinvention all day, but I always like to start with the why. Why would I want to reinvent myself? Uh, what are some of the motivations behind that? And these are some of, of mine. Um, some I relate more to than others, but maybe you're feeling stuck. Maybe you are in, in a stage in your life or in your career or in whatever aspect of your life that you're feeling stuck and reinvention can be a great way to get unstuck. Um, another thing could be that you're going through an, an existential crisis. That's how I would describe myself last year. I was like, I had this milestone birthday. I started reflecting and I'm like, how did I got here? And like in my mind and how I feel in my body, like my age didn't match with that. And I had this existential crisis on how did I came here? And what do I want to do with my life going forward? Because as I mentioned yesterday on our opening, I think that the best is always yet to come. It doesn't matter how great your life has been, how many great experiences you've had in life. I always like to believe that the best is yet to come and that we are the architects of, of that life and that future. And if you think that way, there's always excitement and there's always this sense of looking forward to, to what's next. Another reason you might want to consider reinventing yourself is you're needing a change. You're like, okay, I'm 
maybe you feel bored, maybe you feel like life is kind of a routine and every day you wake up and it's the same thing every day and then you go to bed and then you wake up the next morning and here we go again. Um, and I have to confess that there have been times that I felt that way, right? And I had to shake things up. Or maybe you're just looking or seeking for a level of fulfillment that you still are not experiencing. We talked about this earlier, but how many times you set these goals, and I'm a very goal-oriented person, so I do this all the time. And you go in this race, right? And there's that, there's the finish line of you achieving that goal or that dream. And you cross that finish line and you celebrate and you're, you feel proud and you're happy and you, but then the next day you wake up and you're like, now what? What is the next thing? And what do we do? We set another goal, right? And we go in another race, looking to cross another finish line hoping that that is the one that is going to give us that level of fulfillment. And what I have learned over the last years, especially since I've been so focused on personal growth and personal development, is that that level of fulfillment is not possible to be achieved externally, but it has to be achieved internally. Meaning there's nothing that you can purchase, that you can buy, that, um, Nothing in the external world is going to give you the level of fulfillment that you're looking for unless you find it internally. And when the internal meets the external, then that is like the best that can happen, right? But you need to be intentional about especially that internal aspect of, um, of reinvention. So I mentioned this also yesterday, but reinventing yourself is not a process is not a roadmap. I'm going to share with you my personal journey and 12 things that I've done this year to reinvent myself. This doesn't mean that this is the formula for everyone. This doesn't mean that you go with a textbook or with this as your map and, and, and you apply it and, and then all of a sudden you are a new version of yourself, right? We said it's a lifelong journey and it, it is your journey. You need to make it your own. My hopes with today is that by sharing my roadmap, um, it can inspire you to create your own. And it's also important to, to see reinvention as a journey of self-discovery. KK talked about this yesterday, and I actually, this has been one of my big aha moments this year. Um, and I, I got there thanks to KK is reinventing yourself is. It's not about creating a new you, which is what I thought it was. And that's how I came into 2022 thinking I'm going to create a new version of myself. What I've learned is that reinvention is more about remembering who we truly are. Whatever you are aspiring to, whatever that you 2.0 or that new version of you is, it's already inside of you. It's not something that you're drastically changing and now you're becoming a new person, but you're remembering parts of you that you haven't touched in a while. Maybe you don't even know they're there, but they are there. And uh, whatever you come up out, out of your own reinvention journey, be sure that it's already inside of you. And for me, realizing that was 
so important and so impactful and so helpful in this journey because it gave me the encouragement to say, okay, I might have all these limiting beliefs and we're going to talk about limiting beliefs today um, that might be holding me back, but knowing that what I'm searching for is already inside of me and I just need to bring it to the surface. It feels so much less daunting than thinking that I need to create something new that I don't even know how it looks like. So um, why is it important to go through this journey? Um, and I know the word reinvention can sound really exciting. Uh, it was for me when I said I want to reinvent myself. I felt, uh, you know, this deep level of excitement, right? And then when I when I start thinking about what it was going to take, that excitement um, turned into overwhelmed. Like I was really overwhelmed and daunted by what the process was going to be. But remembering that this is why I was doing it, it really kept me going in the journey. And today I keep going on, on this journey. So, you know, I've been able personally to explore parts of me that I had forgot about. Um, it had helped me, it, it can help you really realize what is the value in life, uh, which I think is really life-changing. Um, you know, it builds a sense of purpose that I feel like we're always searching for our sense of purpose. And a lot of times we're like doing all this work to find what is that sense of purpose. And a lot of times, what we're searching for is not a sense of purpose, but just to really connect with our true selves. And that's something that I have learned through this, this journey and definitely boost positivity and lust for life. And I'll tell you that I'm enjoying my life today more than I've had in the last four years. And I just look at things from a completely different perspective. And that is just priceless. You know, the experiences might be the same. The things that I'm doing might be the same. But I just see them from a different perspective. And I value them differently. And that gives those things and those experiences a total different meaning and a total different value. Like, for example, uh, when I do things with my kids, right? Um, I enjoy that more than I've ever had before. And I don't have a lot of patience. And, you know, a lot of times with my kids, I'm in like, go, go, go. I want to do all these things. And now I've learned to slow down with my kids in ways that I've never been able to because I'm tapping on parts of me that were dormant. Uh, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but I hope it does as I go through all, all the stuff. Step number one, and if you have your workbook in front of you, really recommend you follow through the workbook because we're going to do a couple of exercises today. I'm going to try to uh, pull on a couple of things. We're not going to be able to go over everything because this has taken me months, right? And I'm not done yet, and I only have an hour and a half with you today. So 
I want to give you like the high level overview of what this roadmap is or has been for me, share with you a couple of exercises that have been really powerful in my own journey, hoping that they are in yours. And for those of you who grab a VIP ticket, um, you have three additional sessions from now until the end of the year. And we're going to go deeper into everything that I'm sharing on today. So if you're watching now or you're watching the replay, whether you're here on the Zoom, whether you're watching from the Facebook group and any of this resonates and you're like, I want to do this work and you want to do it alongside with other people, um, grab a VIP ticket. Remember, all the funds we're raising are going to the charities of choice from our speakers as a thank you note to them. Um, and that's part of your VIP ticket. So step number one in this journey is self-awareness. I think self-awareness is foundational for many things. It's foundational for personal growth, is foundational for career development, is foundational for so many things. And I will never get tired of really talking about self-awareness and the importance of self-awareness. But self-awareness in this context of reinvention for me looked like spending time with myself alone, making the time to really go deep and reflect in different things. And um, today I'm going to share you a couple of things that are part of that self-awareness. But it really, this was what took the most time. What developing that level of awareness. And I think KK talked about this yesterday when she talked about the four phases of reinvention from her own experience. And this was the first one that she mentioned as well was awakening, which is awareness. And for me is one phase that I spend a lot of time. I like to do self-reflection almost daily. And then I have big chunks of time during the year where I really like to spend time with myself, self-reflecting and creating this awareness. Like at the beginning of the year, around my birthday, for spring, I do a, 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 a spring cleaning, which is an also a kind of a self-awareness exercise. Um, at the end of every quarter, at the beginning of every month, and I know it can sound like a lot, and I'm not insinuating in any level that you should do the same. I think we're all different, and you need to find what works for you. But just making time to be with yourself to create self-awareness is so important um, for many things, and in reinvention, one of them. So one of the things that I've done, and I can't tell you how many times I've done this this year. Um, probably six times at least. Um, I did it at the end of the year as we were starting 2022. Then I signed up for UHPW and as part of UHPW, we do a similar exercise. I've done two rounds of UHPW this year. Um, I do it as part of my spring cleaning um, exercise. Once a quarter, I do this exercise as well. And it's basically the wheel of life, or you. there's many names that this has, and you probably have seen it. 
A lot of times it has different categories. You can make up your own categories. Don't get hung up on them. But this is the one that I like to use. And basically it's a self-assessment. You assess yourself in different areas of your life and you assess yourself from the lens of fulfillment. And this is key, from the lens of fulfillment. Because I've done this exercise many times in the past and I always was looking at it from a sense of success. How successful I am in these areas of my life. And I will rate myself from one to 10 in all of these areas on how successful I believed I was in these areas. In some areas I rank really high, in some areas I rank lower, but I always looked at it from that lens. Until this year, I changed that set of lenses and I put a new set of lenses when doing this exercise of fulfillment. And when I compare the two exercises, one through the lens of success and one through the lens of fulfillment, there were big differences. So that's why I want to reinforce how important this is uh, what lens you're using when you're doing this exercise matters. So basically what I do is I go through this wheel. I start with life purpose, and then I go to business life, creative life, social life, love life. And you have the categories there of growth and learning, and spirituality, money and finances, career and work, health and fitness, fun and recreation, environment, connection, family and friends, and then partners in love. And I rate each of these areas from one to 10 on how fulfilled I feel in each of these areas. And the critical piece here is, um, as KK, I'm gonna steal this term from her, but she says, you need to be viciously honest with yourself. And it did, no one has to see this exercise. This is just for you. So if you can't be honest with yourself when you self-assess yourself, then who can you be honest with, right? And if you want to take the full advantage of this reflection, you do need to be viciously honest with yourself. How fulfilled do you feel in each of the areas, these areas in your life? And in your workbooks, you have an empty, uh, wheel of life that you can use to do your own self-assessment. And I'm just going to take a couple of minutes for you to choose one or two areas, or if you are an overachiever, um, which I think we have many here, you can do the full wheel, but just pick two and try to rate yourself from one to 10, how fulfilled you feel. Um, so for example, when it comes to, let's say, growth and learning, do you, do you feel that you are spending time investing in your growth? And at the end of the day, do you feel that that growth is bringing you fulfillment and joy? Do you feel that it's something that you look forward to, that you enjoy, that you're spending time at? Or are you feeling frustrated because you would like to do more and you don't seem to find the time to invest on your personal growth, right? So where do you see yourself one to 10? Health and fitness, this has been a huge one for me in the last four years and I think it will forever be, right? 
Um, one of my priorities in life is I want to feel at my best. I want to be the healthiest version of myself so I can have all the energy that I need to do all the things that I love to do. I want to travel. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to do more of this thing, this type of events and my podcast and work. And I'm always up to something. And I can't do all those things if I'm not feeling at my best. So health and fitness has been a huge focus for me, um, as I said, the last four years. So just take a minute and uh, just rate yourself on a couple of areas. Maybe pick one that you feel really, really fulfilled and maybe pick one that not so much. And again, the, the secret is you need to be viciously honest with yourself when you rate yourself. And once again, on your workbook, you have the template so you can complete it at any time that you want. This is a great exercise to do like on a Sunday morning. Um, if you like me have kids, I like to wake up before they wake up so I can have some time for myself. And this would be something that I would do on a Sunday morning with a cup of coffee, maybe some background music and just spending some time again with myself for myself. But this is a tool that has been very, very helpful for me. So maybe using the chat, if you just look at the at the wheel of life, what are some areas that you feel really, really fulfilled? What are some areas where you're currently, maybe let me go back so we all can see what um, those are. But when you look at all these categories, what are, what is one that you really feel really fulfilled? Maybe you can drop it on the chat. What is, what is one of those areas? Growth and learning, that's great, Brenda. I love it. Maybe what is one area that you, you feel you have some work to do or you would like to feel more fulfilled? Jed is saying also for her, one area that she's really fulfilled at is growth and learning. And this is, I love this because she has been hyper concentrating on it. She's making it a priority. She's focusing on it. So um, I think that is key. A health and fitness, health and wellness, one area to focus on. It's great. That's, that's one I was sharing before on our first session today with Erin. It's like, you can have all these dreams, you can have all these goals in your life. And, and as human beings, we tend to, um, to dream away, right? Um, but if your health, it's not where it needs to be, or especially if you're going through a challenge related to your health, that's the only thing that matters, right? You forget about everything else if your health is not where it needs to be. So it's always a great area to start focusing on 
if your intent is to focus more on yourself, that is a great place to start. Jody saying she has been hyper-concentrated on love and life. I love that. Uh, what a beautiful area to be focusing on. Great. So another way to get to know yourself and develop that self-awareness and, and do that self-reflection is this little exercise. And we're not going to do it today together just because we don't have time, but it's on your workbooks. And basically is another, another framework to reflect and get to know yourself and, and try to connect more with, with yourself. And there's three dimensions is our needs, like what really motivates you? Have you ever asked yourself what really motivates you? I think we talk about motivation all the time, but a lot of times, you know, someone has asked me that question and then I had to stop and think about it. Right, because I don't proactively think about it. Um, also, a great way to get to what motivates you or, or what you know, makes you feel alive is to think about what has been a time in your life that you have been the happiest and most fulfilled. What were you doing? What were things that you were investing your time in, what was going on at that time that can also help you learn more about your own motivations. Then is your talents, um, getting to know what you're good at. You know, we ask that question, oh, I work in HR. We ask that always on surveys. And a lot of times I'm like, if one day they ask me that question, what would I say? I ask it all the time, but I don't ask it to myself that often. What are your greatest talents? Which of your talents or skills gives you the, the biggest pride and satisfaction? The fact that you're really good at doing something, if you don't like that thing, that for me is not a strength. And for me, a strength is an overlap of things that bring you satisfaction and, and pride that you're also good at. And how many times in our careers we become good at something that we hate? And when you become good at something, what happens? People give you more of that. They relay more on you for those things because they're like, oh, your dad is good at that. I'm going to give it to her. Yoni is good at that. I'm going to give her that. But maybe that's not what you want to do. So what are some of the skills that you have that brings you the more sense of pride and, and satisfaction? And I always say that is a great place to invest in yourself to become better at those things that bring you that level of satisfaction and that level of pride that maybe you're already good at but how can you be even better so more of that comes your way because we all want to feel satisfied we all want to see feel proud of ourselves right um another question that can help you get to know yourself and and i know this sounds contradictory that it helps you to to get to know yourself, but is what skills or talents do you admire on others? I did this exercise as, as part of Unleash Her Power Within that is called the, the um, mentor vision. And you actually think about role models in your life, people that you admire. And then you start to write down why do you admire them? What characteristics does people have? 
And this exercise was so powerful for me because there are 7 billion people in this planet. And what are the chances that you pick those handful people, right? That you really admire, that are role models for you right now in this moment of your life. And the same way that when someone irritates you or ticks you because they do something, typically it's a reflection of something that is in you. The same applies in this situation. We're all mirrors of each other. And that was another big aha moment for me this year that the fact that we're all mirrors of each other. Uh, I learned this through the UHPW journey and it was like, oh my God, it was this aha moment for me. And it's so true. What you admire in others are things that are already inside of you. You might have not fully developed them, but the fact that you admire that in someone else, that gives you an indication that there's something latent inside of you attached to that. So very powerful exercise. Personal interest, what are the things that you enjoy doing? Um, I keep a joy list on my phone. I have a note on my phone and I write down all the things that bring me joy. And it's a running list of things. And there are simple things there like enjoying a good cup of coffee or going out with friends or playing with my kids or bigger things, right? Like big accomplishments or traveling or things that, that like that. And there's different reasons why I keep that running list. One, it helps me to get to know myself better and what are the things that I like. But two, when I'm feeling down, I go to that list and I just have to pick one thing in that list to uplift myself again, to feel joy again, and be intentional about how I want to feel and create those feelings. And those things are different for, for everyone, but what are the things that you really enjoy doing? What are the things that bring you joy? Um, what are the things that you do and you lose track of time? I'll tell you, yesterday, I did not eat the, the entire day. I was, the day went by so quickly that I didn't even have time to feel hungry because I was so excited. I was really enjoying today the same thing. Today, I actually had lunch because I was intentional about it. Um, but I lost completely track of time because I'm doing something that I love to do. Um, so what are those things for you? What are those things that you do that you lose track of time that you enjoy doing? And then what are your wildest dreams? If there was no limitations in the world at all, financial, physical, whatever limitations, if there were no limitations at all, what are your wildest dreams? What would you like to do? Where would you see yourself 10 years from now? All these are great ways or questions to reflect on to create that self-awareness. And this for me is the foundations for reinvention to starting to be aware of, of all these things. Okay, the next one is define your core values. When was the last time that you asked yourself, what are my core values? 
Could you tell me what your core values is if I ask you um, on the fly? Um, probably a lot of people can, but you have to think about it and then would you be able to rank them and prioritize them? I think we don't connect enough with our values. We, they're there and they're real and they're strong, but a lot of times we don't connect enough with them. So um, this is actually um, a website where you can do a little exercise online to find out what are your values. I'm going to post it later on the Facebook group if you want to use it to find out what your core values are. It's an easy way to do it. Um, it's a fun exercise that you do online and then it gives you what are your, your core values. But I have another exercise for you and I actually wanna take five minutes on this one. Um, and of course you can do this in five minutes, but we're gonna get started today just so you get a taste of it. And then afterwards on your own time is on your workbooks, you can do this exercise yourself. So this is how it works. This is a list of a series of values. Um, and let me backtrack for a second. Values are not positive or negative. We tend to attach a positive connotation to values, right? We say values are something positive. Like everything in the list here in front of us are positive values, but they're also negative values. One person, you all know this person or you haven't met him um, because it was before our time. But one person that we study in school that we all know about, that if I asked you to share with me the name of someone who had really strong values, I bet you would never say this name. But if you think through it, this person had really strong values, might not be the values that you and I have, or that we think are the right values for someone to have, yet he had really strong values. And that person is Hitler. He's one of the icons, in, one of the people in history that had really strong values. Values that probably you and I don't share with him, right? But he had really strong values. So this is just to make a point that values are not positive or negative. We tend to think about values from a positive sense, and I hope we all have positive values. Um, and that's what I want us to focus on, not on the negative ones, but on the positive ones. So how this exercise works is you start circling up to 30 words in this soup of words that really speak to you. What are values that you can identify yourself with? And after circling 30, you need to narrow it down to 10. So if you have to pick the top 10 out of the 30, what would be your top 10? And then from the top 10, can you narrow it down to five? And those are your core values. So it's a forced ranking exercise, if you want to think about it, that can help you narrow down what are your top values. So I'm going to make a pause here and just um, allow a couple of minutes for you to 
just do the first part of the exercise. Just circle any words that speak to you. Or maybe you can write them down. If you haven't printed your workbook, don't worry. You can get a piece of paper and write them down. But try to write down what are words that resonate with you? What are things that really speak to you as you are reading through this list? And if you want to drop some on the chat, um, some words that really speak to you, you can put them on the chat. And I tell you, for me, self-awareness is one determination. Faith, happiness. Those are big words for me. Um, what are some of those big words for you that really speak to you? Service, honesty, diversity, I love it. Again, this is an exercise you can, on a Sunday with a cup of coffee, or if you're a tea person, a cup of tea, and um, just spend some time like going through this list. And I'll tell you that for me, it took multiple iterations, right? I'm like, it was really hard for me to narrow it down to just 10. I'm like, all of them speak to me. I went through the list and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I wasn't even halfway through the list and I had more than 30. So I really had to do multiple iterations of the exercise to really narrow it down to what were, first of all, the 30, then the 10, and then the five. And I mean, can it be eight? Can it be four? Of course, right? You don't have to strictly follow the rules here with the exercise, you get the point of what the dynamic and the intent of the exercise is. The idea is that you come up with the ones that speak the most to you, whether it's five or is eight or is seven or six, whatever the number is, maybe it's 10. Um, but like they say, if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. So what are the things that you truly value? What are the things that are really things that you can live without that are intrinsic to who you are? That's what you want to get to. Now, a lot of times what we find, your dad says family, faith, and authenticity. I love those words. All amazing values. We have service, honesty, diversity, family, faith, authenticity, love, all of them. 
a lot of times um, we were talking about this with Andy earlier, but we say these are the things that are important to us, right? And then we look at our calendars and where we're spending our time and what we're doing, and there is a dismatch between the two. The same happens with our values. We say these are our top values, and then when we look at the way we live our lives, there's an incongruency. And that there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we're human. But it's a great opportunity to reflect on why is that? And if back to why you want to reinvent and the reasons why people think about reinvention or looking into reinvention or wanting to reinvent themselves is because there's an incongruency between what you what you say your value or what you you think your value and how you're living your life and how you're showing up. So this reinvention journey is also about finding that congruency between the two, but it starts with the awareness of even what is that I value in life? And then how can I do more of the things that I value? How can I prioritize those things? And a lot of times it's not about doing something different. It's about doing what you're already doing through the lens of that value? And would you show up differently if you were embracing that value in that particular situation at that particular point in time? So that was step number two. Step number three is visualization. It's about visualizing your life. And I love to visualize. It's something that I love to do. Uh, maybe because I'm a dreamer and I love to dream awake. But when I think about visualization in the context of reinvention, there's a couple of things that I like to do from a visualization standpoint. One exercise that I did, I don't know, maybe it was back in 2004 and was really impactful for me. And I keep coming back to this exercise and I use it all the time um, when I'm talking to people is visualize your 80th birthday. And by the way, the best way to visualize, and we're all different, right? I like to close my eyes. I like to relax. I like to put some background music, maybe put some candles. Um, you can do it laying back in, in bed before going to sleep or in the morning when you wake up. You do you, right? The thing is, the, the fact is visualize. I get a lot of questions on what is the right way to visualize. There is no right or wrong way to visualize. It's what works for you. Personally, I need silence. I need to be by myself. I like to uh, put some background music that always helps. Um, or sometimes I light some candles or, um, you know, I, 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 the more you can activate your senses, the more real that visualization is going to be. But the first one is visualizing your 80th birthday. And basically, you go ahead in time and you're basically visualizing your 80th birthday celebration. And you visualize from what clothes you're wearing, you're visualizing your house, and you're visualizing your birthday party, and you start to think about who would be there, right? Probably your partner, 
your kids who are probably not kids anymore, right? Or friends or maybe neighbors or colleagues, who would you like to be there celebrating with you your 80th birthday? And then you start to visualize this, this party or this dinner where there's people around the table and try to go around the table and visualize who will be there. And then I like to visualize a toast where a few people stand up and say a few words about yourself. And basically they're saying how you have impacted their lives and you start to visualize what would they say? Not what would you want them to say, but what do you think they would actually say if, if you were celebrating your birthday? And this visualization is super impactful for me because from, from just who is there, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I wish this person was there, but I haven't talked to them like in years or I haven't been intentional about connecting with these people where I'm not making the time to spend quality time with them to what is that they're saying? And am I showing up in a way that I am gonna be able to make that kind of impact? So really, really powerful visualization. Another visualization exercise you can do is see yourself 10 years from now. Imagine your life 10 years from now. How would you like your life to look like 10 years from now? What would you like to be doing? Where would you like to be? With who do you, would you like to be? Um, this is also a very, very powerful exercise. And then another, a third visualization exercise that I like to do is visualizing your perfect day. You know, I went through a reinvention this year in many areas of my life, including my career. I quit my job after 13 years and I started a new job in a new company in a new industry. And it was scary. But one of the reasons why I took that bold bet on myself to do that and took that risk was as part of this reinvention journey that I've been on. And um, I realized that my career was not bringing me the level of fulfillment that I wanted and I needed to make a change. And as I was in the process of deciding what was that next step in my career, what I did is I visualized a day in my life from the time that I wake up to the time I go to bed. And how would that, would I like that day to look like? What do I see myself doing? Where am I? You know, am I commuting to work or am I working from home? How many meetings I have during the day? How am I making an impact? What am I doing during the day? At what time I'm ending work? What am I doing after work? Like my lifestyle, because I think that a lot of times we make decisions like that thinking of external factors, right? Are they paying me more? Uh, what is the title? All these external factors that we think are gonna bring us the happiness we're after, the joy we're after, the fulfillment we're after. And it's one of those things, like I mentioned before, you get there and then it's like, now what? I don't feel any different. And um, you might even regret your decision. So for me, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the title. It was about the lifestyle. 
right? How does this fit into my lifestyle? And I visualize my day and that was a big influence in my decision to make a change in my career this year. And you can apply that to any area of your life. So a way that you can visualize your life 10 years from now or visualize your perfect day is going back to this wheel, right? After you do your self-assessment, try to visualize what would your perfect life look like if you were a 10 in all of these areas. And you can go area with area and say, okay, how would my life look like for me to be a 10 in growth and learning or to be a 10 in health and fitness or to be a 10 on career and work? What would I be doing? How would I be feeling? Who I would be spending time with? Right? That is a great way to visualize like that. I don't want to call it perfect because I don't like the word perfect, but that ideal life, that life that will make you feel the most alive that you can feel. And that's another great way to, to use this as a visualization. And um, I've read a lot recently in the last couple of years about manifesting and all of those things. And there are parts of it that resonate with me and there are parts that don't. Um, I think that there is something in between you know, the woo-woo of manifesting and um, a lot of the hustling that I'm used to because I've been all my life a hustler and a goal getter and, and all of those things. And I think there's a balance between those two things where visualizing for me helps me bring front of mind what are the things that are really important to me. And what are the things that I really want to pursue and help me prioritize and going through my day and saying, is what I'm doing aligned with what I really want? Because a lot of times we get hung up on the day to day and the urgencies of the day and we forget about the things that we really want. And one thing that I've learned over the years is that it's not what you want. Right? At the end of the day, whatever goal you have, you set for yourself, what you're really looking after is not that goal, but how do you think that goal is going to make you feel? And you can feel that way whether you reach your goal or not, but you need to um, understand and see what will make you feel the way that you want to feel. So the next one. Step four is ask yourself, what do you want to change? So you've done your life assessment, you've visualized your ideal life, and that brings you to a gap, right? You have a current state, you have a future state, and there's a gap. So what is that you want to change in your life? And those can be small changes or can be big changes. So after you ask yourself, what is that you want to change in your life? I will go a step further and say, what can you change in the next 30 days or in the next 24 hours? Whatever unit of time, but something that is short term. Because if you just think about it and you don't take action, nothing is going to happen. And then you're going to end up feeling really frustrated 
because now you have surfaced all these things that are not what you want and you can feel falling the trap of feeling frustrated with your life. So for me, it was very important to identify what can I do right now? What can I do in the next 30 days that will create a change in my life and in the way that I feel that will make me feel more fulfilled, more joyful, um, more at peace, more grateful. And I started to introduce small changes and start to experiment. We talked about experimenting in some previous sessions, but I feel a lot of times you just don't know what you don't know. And experimenting with different things is, is so critical until you find what is that brings you fulfillment, until you find what is that lights you up when you find really what is that does it for you. The next one is identifying what is holding you back. And this is another big one. So for me, that self-awareness and this one, which is kind of self-awareness in, in a sense, were two areas that I spent a lot, I have spent a lot of time and I continue to spend a lot of time. And the best way I can describe this is peeling an onion. Right? If you have an onion, and I feel like this is what I've been doing all year. I've been peeling the onion and taking away layers of this onion. And at the center of that onion is me, my true self. And I think as we go through life, right, we are buried under all these things, whether our limiting beliefs, behavior patterns, perceptions, expectations, assumptions that are like hold, one, holding us back, but two, like bearing us under all these things. And our true self is under all of that. So brain bending yourself is doing the work of peeling that onion and identifying what are these layers. So you can figure out what to do with those layers until you find yourself. And this is hard to explain until you experience it. For me, if someone would have told me this, I would like, okay, in theory, sounds great, but I, I don't see this. How does this play, right? So for me, experiencing this this year, it's been life-changing. I am a completely different person today that I was in January. I've changed so much. Even I remember, um, so I switched jobs at the end of February. And the very last thing that I did on my previous job was a 360 evaluation. I thought to myself, okay, this is my chance when people are gonna be the most viciously honest about what they think about me and they're gonna give me like the most honest feedback um, because there is, you know, I'm leaving, I'm gonna be gone. So I did a 360 evaluation. So grateful I had over 50 people give me feedback. And it was hard. You know, there were really positive feedback, but there was some critical feedback in there, and that's what I was looking for. And when I look at myself now, and I've been asking for feedback in my new job. And the way people perceive me today at work is so different from the way that people perceive me 
just six months ago in my previous job. Um, and it's, it's this aha moment that I had, right? Like I found myself in the last months by peeling this onion, by identifying what were those limiting beliefs that were stopping me from being my true self? What were those expectations that I had of myself or that I thought others had of me that I hold myself up to because I thought that is what I was supposed to do? If you have ever heard about positive, um, feminine and masculine energy, it's really interesting and I've been reading a lot about this. We all have both feminine and masculine energy, regardless of whether you're a woman or a man, we both have both. And at any given point in time, one might take over the other, right? Sometimes we show our feminine energy and sometimes we show our masculine energy. And I've been someone that for all these reasons, right? All the expectations I thought people had of me, um, what I thought was what I needed to do, what was demanded of me, expected of me. I really rely on my masculine energy, especially at work. And I found that at my core, I am more feminine than masculine. And I've been able to pull into my feminine energy more and more this year. And that has allowed me to show up so differently. So this is a lot of work and sometimes can be painful because you can discover parts of you that you might not like so much, and, and, but you will also find parts of you that you love and you want to embrace more. So this exercise of peeling the onion has been really transformational. So on your workbooks, you have a template that you can use to peel your own onion and to identify what are those things, right? What are those expectations you think others have of you that you are um, living up to? And what I find out is that a lot of times those expectations were only on my head. No one expected me to do certain things or to come across a certain way or show up a certain way. It was just what it was in my head. I thought I was expected to be a certain way just because, just because, right? Um, so spending some time reflecting and unbundling this is it's so critical. So if you join the sessions in October, November, and December, we're going to go deeper into all of these things and, and discovering all of these things. Now, once you find out the things that were holding you back, you need to replace them with new beliefs. And when I say new, I don't mean like brand new. These beliefs are inside of you, but you need to replace what you're scrapping. I did scrap a lot of limiting beliefs that I had and a lot of expectations and assumptions that I had. And you can't just scrap them, you need to replace them with something. And typically what they teach, teach us is, okay, your limiting belief is I am too old to do this, or I'm not smart enough. I think that's a better example. I'm not smart enough. Just replace it with, I am super smart. But what happens, right? If you are not smart, or if you're not super smart, really quickly, like you call BS on yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm really not that smart. 
right? So um, what I've learned, uh, and this also was one of the, the teachings in the Unleash Her Power Within is you need to replace it with a belief that you actually believe in. So I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, one of my limiting beliefs was I don't have time. How many of you have ever, this belief have crossed your mind that I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to invest in my growth. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to spend more time with my kids or I don't know how. I want to do all these things, but I don't know how, I don't know where to start. So these limiting beliefs are holding us back from doing all those things and showing up as our true self. Now you can replace them with, I have all the time in the world, but that is actually not true. You only have 24 hours in the day, right? And we all, all have the same 24 hours. Or, you know, you could say, oh, I know everything. Well, if you don't, you don't, right? So this is how I reframed those limiting beliefs for myself. My new belief, which is not new, but is what I'm replacing this with, is when something is a priority, I make the time and I find the way. And I can find evidence all day long on times when I've done this. I can find evidence in my life, in my past, of many times, of many situations where something was really a priority for me and I made the time for that and I found a way to do it. I was sharing with you last year, I did this conference for the first time. I had never done anything like this. I had no idea how to do it. And I did not have the time. Like I was buried up with work, it was the pandemic, my kids were home. Like I really didn't have the time and I didn't know how. But I made it a priority. And as a result, I made the time and I figure it out. And I can find so many more examples. So now every time that I catch myself trying to do something and telling myself, Carolina, you don't have time for that, or you don't know how to do this, just Legalize that, don't even try. You don't know how to, you don't even know where to start. Then I go back to this and I remind myself that when something is a priority, I always make the time and I always find the way. So my question for you is, one, on the previous step, you identify what your limiting beliefs are. I know you're not doing it right now. You need to spend time and believe me, you need to spend time and figure out what those are and peeling that on you that we were talking about. But then how can you reframe the, them with something that you know to be true that can replace those limiting beliefs? Okay, number seven, define the new you. What I did, I have a journal. It's somewhere over here and I have pages and pages of this, but I journal a lot, I love to journal. And one of the things that I love to journal about and I spent a little time this year is defining the new me. And basically you can start with a blank piece of paper and say, I am the kind of person that, and hold a second, 
I'm going to read to you some of the things that I wrote for myself this year. And I have a full page of that. But as I was going through this reinvention, I'm trying to figure out who am I really? Who is this new version of me? Who is me? Who is inside of me that I want to bring to the surface? And I wrote down things like, I am the kind of person that believes in herself and stands up for herself. I am the kind of person that is strong and vulnerable at the same time. I am the kind of person that focuses on building her future rather than reliving her past. I am the kind of person that can be counted on by others. I am the kind of person that surrounds herself by people that inspire her, who are kind, who lift her up and from whom she can learn. I am the kind of person that let others be wrong about her, that doesn't waste time in trying to prove others wrong about who she is or how much she's worth, but rather focusing on knowing her own worth. Um, I am the kind of person that lives in the present, that enjoys every moment and embraces every emotion. I am a, the kind of person that is always learning, growing, and becoming a better version of herself. And I can go on and on, but what is that person? Who are you really? Here's where you're designing yourself. What kind of person are you? Write those things down. And I have this here on, on my office because as part of my morning routine, I read this every day. And what it does is that it brings it to top of mind. So as I go through my day and I'm faced with different situations, now that I am aware, I can catch myself when I'm reacting maybe in a way that I don't feel proud of or that I, it's not aligned with my values or with my beliefs. I can catch myself and I'm like, no, wait, I am not that kind of person. I am this kind of person. And how would this kind of person show up right now? And that has really influenced and changed the way that I show up to situations that might be the same that they were six months ago, but I'm showing up and reacting to those situations in a so very different way, because now I'm a different kind of person. I'm still me, and all of this was already inside of me. I'm just now being more intentional about being her. Um, number eight is building new habits. So now that you've done all this work, right, that you have built the awareness, that you have defined the kind of person that you want to be, that how you want to show up, for me, it was critical to build habits, and I'm so into habits. I mean, one of my favorite books of all time is Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, truly recommend it. Um, I've read it like three times, and it's, I would say, from all the books that I've read in my entire life, it's probably among the top five. And um, I will share it with you in a second. Um, but I am so into habits. And I, the reason why is because if you think about during our day, 
we make thousands of decisions. We're constantly making decisions throughout the day. And when we develop habits, what habits allows us to do is to free up our energy. Because let me ask you something, if you're a coffee person, um, one of my routines every day, and this, not that I build it intentionally, but it is one of my routines every day is I make myself a coffee. Not anymore because of my health, I've been limiting my caffeine consumption, but I love coffee. And if you're the type of person that you wake up in the morning, right? And, and every day you do the same things, like maybe you go to the bathroom, then you brush your teeth, and maybe you turn on the coffee machine and you sit down and sometimes you're like, ah, when did that happen? You don't even remember doing that. You don't even remember turning on the coffee machine. Why? Because it's a habit now. So you don't need to use brain power on that, but frees up your energy and your brain power so you can focus on other things, on other decisions. Um, so anyways, I can talk about habits all day long. But after defining the type of person that I want to be, I defined what would this person do every day? What are some things that she would do every day? Um, as part of the UHPW journey, we did our own personal manifesto, and um, which is another exercise you can do as part of your reinvention. And in that manifesto, I talked about my health. And I, I said, I, I am full of energy and vibrant. I always go with the healthy option. I listen to my body. I honor my body. I nourish my body. I only eat things that fuel and bless my body. And if that is the kind of person that I want to be, what are the habits that will help me be that person and show up as that person, right? So part of my habits is I work out every day. I meal prep my, my food. Um, like this morning before we started the conference, I, I made a, a jar salad for myself. So at the, at the break, I just had to empty it on a plate and lunch was ready, right? But it's, I didn't have to think about it because now it's a habit. I prep my meals, I exercise, I always have my water bottle with me. So what are the habits, what are the things, the routines that you can incorporate in your life that are gonna support that type of person that you want to be? Another key thing for me in this reinvention journey is surrounding yourself with the right people. The power of community is real. Like being part of a community of people that are like-minded is so powerful. And for me, surrounding myself with the right people looked like first, I had to do an audit of who I was surrounding myself with. What relationships were not serving me anymore? They might have served me in the past for a past version of me, but now, if I am this kind of person, they might not serve me anymore. And letting go of those relationships that were not serving me anymore or 
And that doesn't mean, you know, sometimes that might be a family member and you're like, they're my family. I can't just, you know, forget about them. And I'm not suggesting that, but think about how much time are you spending with those people, right? Maybe um, I'll tell you, I love my mom. She's my best friend. She's my role model. When I have a problem, she's not the first person that I call. Not immediately. It is one of the first persons that I call, but not immediately because she triggers in me that panic about the world is going to end. And that doesn't help me, right? So until I probably will call my sister or my best friend before, and then I'll call my mom after I, I have an idea of what, well, how exactly I'm going to tackle this, right? Um, but it's about who are you spending time with and when are you spending time with those people and who are the people that are your go-to people for certain things? Who are the people that will serve you in this journey that you are? I always use this analogy and this also is helpful when you're building habits as well. But if all of a sudden you wanna start running and you set yourself the goal to run a marathon, and your immediate circle of friends are people that are not into running, they're not into fitness, they're not into health. They're calling you every day to go have a beer and pizza after work, right? How likely are you gonna become a runner, right? It's not about running a marathon, it's becoming a runner. Will you become a runner? Maybe, but your chances are really slim. But if you surround yourself with people who are runners, all of a sudden you're so much more likely to become a runner. They're gonna be the people that are gonna be talking about what running shoes to use. And they're gonna text you at six in the morning and encourage you to go to run. And they're gonna be your accountability partners. And they're gonna understand the challenges you're going through. And they're gonna celebrate your victories because they can feel them themselves because it's so close to them. So surrounding yourself with the right people is critical. Who are the people that can support the person that you want to be? Number 10, be more you every day. Embrace your new self. You know, when I wrote down this list, all of a sudden I'm like, I feel like I felt excited, but at the same time, I feel defeated. I'm like, oh my God, like some of these things I can see already myself showing up that way, but there are things that not at all. Like these are more aspirational for me. They might be inside of me, but there's a lot of work that I need to do to bring this to the surface, to really show up as her. And for me was realizing I don't need to go from what, how I show up today to this overnight. But if every day I become a little bit more of her, eventually I am going to become her. So every morning I like to ask myself, I, I read this statement and I'm like, how can I show up like her today? What can I do today? And, and sometimes what I do, I go through my calendar and I see the things that I have coming up today. And I set intentions for those blocks of time. And I go through, through my manifesto 
And I, and I tell myself, okay, how can I show up like her today? And I'm very intentional about it. And having this top of mind, it just creates that awareness, right? So when I'm in the situation, um, I don't know, when you're watching a movie and you see like the spirit gets out of the body and looks at the image like from above, that's how I feel sometimes. And I know it sounds so woo, but um, I literally feel like that sometimes that I'm in a situation and I'm kind of looking from above how, what am I doing and how I'm reacting to that situation. And it gives me that split second. It's all that you need, that split second to switch your intentionality on and say, okay, this is how I want to show up right now. And that for me was really hard because I'm always high, very fast paced. So for me, slowing down and giving myself that split second was a challenge, but it's life-changing when you give yourself that split second is all that you need to be intentional on how you show up. So it's about practicing, right? The way you become that better version of yourself is by practicing that better version of yourself. So how can you be you a little bit more today? Because all these things, all these things are you, or these things are already inside of you. So how can you show up a little bit more like that today? Number 11, um, we talked about this with Scott, ask for support or ask for help. For me, it was so hard to ask for help because I thought that if I asked for help, that was, telling the world that I was not capable or that I was not good enough. Um, and that was a limiting belief. And I replaced them with a new empowering belief, which is when I ask for help, I'm giving someone the gift of feeling valued. And we talked about this on the session with, with Scott. If you missed it, you should definitely go watch the replay. But asking for support is so vital. There's gonna be times that you're gonna need help and it's okay to ask for help, however that help looks like. And it's gonna look different for all of us. But sometimes we need help in order to be able to show up as our true selves, to be able to be a little bit more of ourselves. A lot of times we don't, or the thing that is holding us back is, there's so much, right? There's so much to do. We're so busy. We're go, go. And this was me like a year ago. I'm like, go, 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 go. That I didn't allow myself the time to even do all of this work. And then I started to ask for help so I could have that time with myself for myself. And it has been life changing. So that can look many different ways for me, for everyone, but be, be okay with asking for support. And that can look again, different ways. Maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's a coach, maybe like Andy was sharing earlier is a mastermind. Maybe it's joining a program like Unleash Her Power Within. I found a great community and a lot of support in there. Um, maybe is with existing friends, um, however that looks for you, 
And then step number 12, this is the last step, is celebrate you. I think we always have such high standards for ourselves. I don't know about you, but I have the highest standards for myself, more than for anybody else. I expect more of me than anyone expects of me. And I expect more of me than I expect of anyone else. And if you can't relate with me, if you are like me, we don't celebrate ourselves enough. I think we're always looking for what is the next thing I can do? What can I improve? What, I can, what can I do more? And if you're here today or you're watching to the replay, if you sign up for this event, I think you can relate to some extent to this because you're looking to better yourself. You're looking to learn. You're looking to grow, to evolve. And we're constantly looking at what is the next thing that I can do in this journey? What is the next thing that I can learn? What is the next thing that I can do? And we don't stop often enough to celebrate ourselves. Um, so one thing I love to do at the end of the week, I have my planner and um, I use a paper planner. Like this is one thing that I have lots of notebooks and journals all over because I love like writing things down. But one of the things that I write down every week is, first of all, what did I accomplish this week? But also, what can I celebrate about myself this week? About how I showed up, how I be, how I was more me this week than maybe last week. How did I embody some of the things that are written in this manifesto? And I celebrate those things. And when I say celebrate, I'm not talking about a prize, a reward, or you know, that works for other things. Here is about just sitting with yourself and just acknowledging that you are becoming her, that you are evolving to celebrate what you experienced this week and how did you react to those things, maybe differently than you did in the past. What are the things that made you feel proud? And you can do this as often as you want. You can do it at the end of the day. You can do it every week. You can do it once a month. Um, I will recommend anything like once a month or a little bit more frequent, especially if you, like me, struggle to celebrate yourself. I think it's, it's something that we don't do enough. And it, it really reinforces that version of us, right? So celebrate yourself. Don't forget to celebrate you. So those are the 12 steps, as I said, that I've been very intentional this year in this reinvention journey. I want to um, make sure I leave time for questions. So if you have any questions, if you are in the Zoom, you can unmute yourself and you are watching on Facebook, you can put it on the chat. If you're here on the Zoom, you can put it on the chat as well. I wanna make sure I have some time to take any questions from anyone. No questions. I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time out to, to put this together. You know, being a part of UHPW and seeing, you know, getting a glimpse of how you 
implemented all of these things that you learned there and other things that you learned throughout your journey. It, it's a very fresh perspective to to be able to have you know the privilege and the honor to be able to to listen to this today and you know I got a chance to listen in on some of the other uh, sections of of the conference but I'm definitely going to go back and you know do some of the replays because <laughs> I really like what you shared thank you so much you're welcome I, this is the the journey of personal growth is not an easy one and i i i'm definitely appreciative of of your light in my path and in my journey